What's your passion? What makes you wake up every morning? What keeps you up at night? What values do you believe in? What problems do you want to solve? Lastly, what makes you, you? Hi, this is Jen Kahukom, and welcome to Your Brand, Your Story podcast, where we share stories and conversations about humanness and authenticity. Good day, everyone. Our special guest for today used to wear different corporate hats before he found his niche in the digital world. From being a philosophy professor to an HR practitioner to a BPO employee. And this was all after he came from the seminary. When he decided to make the freelance switch in 2011, he never looked back. Today, he's a digital marketer and founder of the Digital Marketing Circle PH and is now helping small business owners make digital marketing work for their business. Friends, that's all. Welcome, Ray Baggio. Hi, Ray. Hi, Jen. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you again for um, agreeing to do this. I know that um, for the most part, for all of us freelancers, um, we have become busier because of um, yeah, this pandemic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how, how has it been uh, for you the past months? Well, it's been really challenging uh, because I've, I've been, as you already know, because of this pandemic, I have a lot of challenges, not just personally, but also knowing people close to me having issues with, with the work, uh, with the, the uncertainty and the clients that are, are really dropping off in terms of, you know, they don't have any budget or, or something. So it's really challenging. It's unprecedented. We haven't had this type of, well, at least in our lifetime or in my lifetime, we haven't had this experience. So it's really new for almost everyone. So almost everyone is a, as, as they say, a startup when it comes to these times. True, true. Yeah. And um, as what I would always share, um, it appears that um, COVID-19 has probably become the biggest disruptor and also filter in, um, in, in history. But yeah, um, yeah let's, um, let's, let's get to know more about you and what you do. So um, I'll cut to the chase. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your passion and, the, and more about the work that you do. Ah, okay, thank you. Um, I do digital strategy and implementation for businesses. And basically, clients come to me to talk about the challenges of their business. Uh, may it be lead generation or anything that has something to do with um, digital digital strategies or digital technologies. Then I discuss with them about the possible opportunities that can help their business based on what they will share with me. And then I help come up with the strategy to address their concerns. And if they need help in the implementation, if don't, they don't have the necessary resources or they just want someone to oversee things, then I can do that for them too. Either I do the implementation myself or I manage a team, whether from in-house in, um, in or 
I establish a team for them and oversee the project. So that's how I, basically, that's how I help uh, businesses. That's great. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious to know, Ray, um, and I've also asked this from, um, from a couple of my previous guests. Do you, I mean, because sometimes it's, it's also their way of setting expectations with their clients. Do you basically just entertain every client that approaches you um, who, who needs your help? Or are you pretty selective of the clients that you work with? Just so you know, because um, some, um, some digital marketers um, have a preference when it comes to working with clients. It, it, I mean, they, mm. they either choose based on the specific niche that they are used to or they also base it with the core values that they believe in. I mean, what's your take on that? Well, actually, that's, that's interesting. And I've been um, struggling or um, really looking for ways to really come into, in peace with what I will decide on in terms of whether I niche down or just accommodate everyone. And I believe for now, I've come up with uh, somewhat, it's not a guide, it's, it's somewhat a, a structure for me. It really pains me to say no to people going or, or coming or asking for help. If they go to me and they ask for help, if, they, if I go niche down, and um, I say no to them because they're part of, of the niche that I want to help um, or I want to cater to, then it really, it has something, uh, I, I would feel something, some, like I, I feel hurt for, for, that, um, for that person or for that brand. So I've come up with a somewhat solution that in terms of you know, hearing them out, listening to what they have to say, what their problems are. I would listen to them, whether they're in that industry that I'm interested in or I, I would want to, to, ser to service or to cater to. But I first listen to them and then really understand where they're coming from. Sometimes I, I always get surprised when they start with, let's say, problem A and then we talk about it. And then after, let's say, 15 to 30 minutes of talking to them about uh, their problem, what they thought their problem was, then they, they, we would realize after at the, at the end of the conversation that actually their problem is not A, but it's actually C. So it's, it's really um, a good experience for me. I learn a lot from that. And I don't want to, if I niche down, then I won't have that opportunity to, to learn from these people, from these businesses, right? And these learnings can also be, I can also apply them in, in my existing clients or my future clients. So at least I'll have a, a lot of, of background in terms of how, uh, how businesses are, are doing these days. So I don't uh, filter when it comes to listening to, to problems um, business owners have. And then only when, that's only when um, after I realize, after we realize what type of concerns or, or problems they have and what type of help they need. If that's something, that's when I... Uh, start to filter. If this is something that I'm confident in, in doing, and if it's within the niche, let's say, for example, I want to focus within the next three years, I want to focus on the, um, within the uh, construction industry um, uh, niche. If they're in that, within that of, um, niche, then they already have like a tick mark for me, like a check mark, right? 
And if the, the, the requirement, let's say if they need someone who does SEO, but they don't want like teams to handle it, like they just want me to handle it personally, then since I, that's not my forte, I would still say no to that. But instead of just saying no outright, I would refer people. That's what I want to do. I don't really say no to people. I hate doing that because it really bothers me. Instead of saying no, I refer them to someone else. So, right. so mm -hmm. your question. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it actually makes sense. And um, I, I like the perspective that you shared when you, when you said about that part, when you shared about problem A, problem C, because really it, um, it keeps us on our toes when it comes to learning new things parang it ano parang at least hindi lang tayo nasa comfort zone lang i mean besides what's the point of marketing diba if we don't if we don't get to know our um our our clients um pain points um on True. a deeper level so yeah True. yeah thank you for sharing that perspective so ang galing lang and then next um ito uh you've been doing um digital marketing for quite some time for for clients is there really i mean aside from the fact that you focus on small business owners is there really a bigger problem that you are trying to solve in doing the work that you do um not really a bigger problem but a common problem i, I would think um i realize that this is a common problem not only because i hear this from clients and from business owners, whether they're my clients or not, but also I experience it myself. I've already mentioned this to you in our earlier conver previous conversations uh, that when it comes to, to um, starting a business or running a business, it's already challenging enough, right? And then you come up with a service. If, if you're the business owner, you come up with a service or the services and then the products that you offer your, your, your customers or clients, and it's an, again a difficult process. And once you've you've come up with those, marketing it is another um, another thing. Now, even if you have a good service or good product, if you suck at marketing or hindi mo alam where to start and how to really target your 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 market or reach out to your market, then that's an entire problem altogether. So that's uh. That's something I would want to, to be part of in terms of lessening the difficulties in marketing the business and perhaps also finding solutions that can complement their business. And I see that the common problem or the common uh, source, uh, it's, it's not entirely a problem, but a source of a bigger problem in the future is when businesses other than the fact that they are not aware on what to do and how to do it, where, where to start, they get overwhelmed by um, finding in, in terms of finding which right initiatives to start for their business because they compare what their competitors are doing, what uh, other brands are doing, whether it's within their, their niche or something, and they get, um, how do you call this, snowballed. And then they, they end up, let's say the entire month just doing market research coming up with something i'm, I'm not saying that market research is, is not important but 
sometimes it can get you overwhelmed. And then you are actually, from, from my perspective, it's actually you losing a, a how, how to call this, uh, a sure, a f- surefire way of reaching out to your clients or your customers. It's what you have. Sometimes we'll miss what we already have, what they're good at. Let's say if the business is good at, uh, let's say, um, skill A or and skill B, and, and yet their competitors are really good at D or, or, or Q, then they would start learning, they would start the process of learning these other skills or these other strategies or tactics instead of starting from what they're already good at. And then starting from there, they improve. And then if they see that there's a, uh, an alignment or they can align it to learning new skills to complement the, the results they get for using what or they already have, their, their strengths are, then they're already like um, um, setting a, a standard f- for themselves, not because they, they're, they're number one right now compared to the competitors. So it's eliminating the, or, or making the, competi- the competition irrelevant, so to speak. So you don't yes. get overwhelmed, right? So <laughs> that's, that's uh, one of the common problems. I, I experience that too. Every now and then, I, I still go back to that, um, to that rot. So I need to pick myself up. And I see that happening in businesses too. Sometimes I hear people, uh, colleagues of mine who started the business, they start strong, they do all these strategies, marketing or offline or online. And then after a few months, they get burned out. And then they end up um, stopping the business or pivoting to another, to another product or another service. It's because they tried to do something that they're not really that comfortable to start. And since they don't have a lot of budget or a lot of resources to, to begin with, then they start doing it on their own. And it would eat up more of their time instead of just using what they already have and, and you know, master things and, and, and be good at it, right? Be better at it. So um, the idea is to explore and rediscover the, the strengths that uh, a business or a business owner or, or the team of the business owner already have or an organization that they already have and then build themselves up from there. The other things will, will come on the money. They will realize that, Oh, you know what? Magaling tayo. Let's say, for example, we're good at graphics, graphics design. Let's use this to, let's say, br- promote our brand. And then they realize, you know what? It would help if we also do like SEO. Then we can outsource if we, we, we don't have the time. At least build on the skills that you already have. Right. Does it, does it- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I also resonate with that strat- with the strategy. I'm also I also have nothing against market research, but um, in if if we want to focus on cost effectiveness, let's say, yeah, it 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 does make practical sense to kind of steer away Muna from the competition because what works for Pedro may not work for Juan, diba? As the old okay. adage would um, would say, and and more often than not, it's more cost effective to to really focus on um, on 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 your on your target customers, right? I agree. It's, I agree. Yeah, because it also um, it also minimizes the guess, the guesswork. I mean, between competition mm-hmm. and your target market, 
saan ba, da, san ba sa dalawa nagkakaroon ng guesswork usually, di ba? I mean, yes. we know for a fact that competition would not share their secrets, right? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. the mm-hmm. predators, they have their own challenges. They have their own resources and of the, that you don't have or you might have, right? So, it's like what you mentioned, eliminate the guesswork, go directly to your to your um, market or or your clients or if you have an existing one, right? I agree with you. And be practical. It's actually practical to, to do such. And uh, it's cost-effective. Right, right. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, this, uh, I, I guess this really happens when, you know, when two people are talking about the topics that they're interested in. But then, yeah, let me, let me focus uh, about you because I'm sure our listeners would want to know more about Ray Baguio. So, okay. yeah, I hope you're ready. So, yeah, can you, um, this time, can you, was there ever a moment in your life or in your career where you really wanted to achieve or have something, but you know it wasn't going to be easy, but still did it anyway? Uh, well, that's a really um, interesting, an interesting question. <laughs> um, and yes, I agree. It's, it's also interesting to know, I'm curious to know, this type of question from the people I am interested in as well, because considering or knowing what they consider valuable in their life or what they call moments in their life, those moments that are life-changing or that moments that make them happy or, or, or sad, that made really um, a huge change or impact in their life that moving forward, they will do certain, uh, uh, they go different route, right? Those moments are actually what defines, I believe, what defines a person's life, not the, 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 the money you earn, how much money you earn, or how many businesses you put up in your, in, in your life. So um, there are a lot of moments in my life, though. But the most uh, relevant that I can share right now is when I switch to freelancing. I've been working in corporate, in the corporate setting as an employee. Um, after I graduated from the seminary, I've been working for almost um, 10 years, I guess, um, from HR and then I'm from, from teaching, then HR, and then um, from flipping from one BPO company to another. And then I just realized that uh, one day, I just realized that this is not how I would see, I would want to see myself in. Um, uh, the bigger picture was I want to see myself able to do business where I find myself in control. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the, and the option for me back then is to quit corporate and switch to freelancing. But the scary part is I, don't, I didn't have a clue about freelancing, how to be successful in it, and where do I start. I just know that being a freelancer means you're not connected to a company. You're not an employee. And then you need like or, or, or internet connection. So back then, all I saw was the big picture, which is to have a business and be able to, to find myself in control with, with, a, with a business. And then I just start learning for whatever, whatever I need to learn in, in order to 
achieve that goal. And it's scary, really scary. It's not easy because it took me, and I'm still doing it, right? So it's not really like uh, I've already achieved something, but instead of getting myself frustrated in you know setting a goal and then waiting for me to be able to achieve that goal, we've already talked about this, I think, in one of the episodes in, in my podcast. I said, uh, how do you call this? I think you have you have a you have a term for this, um, like short term goals or parang quick goals lang, so that you can experience and can can para masang sugar for you, my right. sugar rush, right? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you can proceed and move forward to another um, small goal that are all aligned to the bigger picture or the bigger goal. So I think that's that's the that's a moment that I I can share with you. Right. Thank you. Now you mentioned um, scary. So it, uh, it's a good thing mm-hmm. that you mentioned that because that has something to do with my next question. Um, oh. Was there also a moment um, in your life when you, when you felt vulnerable? Uh, it, it could mm-hmm. either be during your freelancing journey or when you were transitioning or even prior to that. And can you share with us that moment and what was the lesson that you learned from it? Um, well, I can't point out a particular moment, but it's a constant struggle again. <laughs> you know, um, when you're in this um, type of, how to call this, path or career path or business, it's easy. I think it can also be applied in life. It's easy to compare yourself to others, Right. So it's a constant struggle for me, like anyone else, that I sometimes find myself comparing what I've achieved so far and what my colleague has achieved so far. And considering that I'm, I started earlier than this person, why is he getting a lot of uh, opportunities or probably um, popularity or, 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 or stuff like that? And to be honest, I really hate it when it happens. When I realize that I'm in that rut or I'm in that um, phase, let's say I sometimes don't realize it until it's too late that uh, I've already suffered the consequence. I hate it when it happens because that's when I find myself limiting myself and my creativity, my productivity. When I feel uh, it's already been like a, a pattern with me. If I find myself within a week or in, in a week, that I find myself uh, parang tired and parang not really motivated. Usually, I try to uh, come on, uh, have your routine, drink coffee, whatever, do some stuff like that. It can help. But these days, actually, uh, a couple of years back, when I feel every time I feel this this way, or I'm in this phase, I always think of what I've been doing a few days ago. If I, most of the time, I would, the answer would be, I've been looking at the, uh, the feed on Instagram or on Facebook, looking at what um, my colleague is doing, what achievements this uh, company has achieved that's similar to, to what I'm doing. And then when I compare, I only, I think this is, this is the thing with we, when we compare ourselves to others, we don't see what they're having problems with or trouble with, but we are actually doing good at. But what we see are the things that 
or the areas where they excel compared to us. You know, you know. I, I think I'm, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Let's say, for example, yeah, for yeah, this, you do, you do. It's brand A and brand B. I'm brand A, and then I look at brand B. He was able to do one good thing, one excellent thing that I'm not doing well, but I'm actually doing five more things that he is not doing well. I will not look at it that way that I'm better or I've achieved a lot more than this person or this brand. I would look at why am I? Why is he able to succeed in this? In this item, in in in, in uh, item one, why am I not doing that? Why do I? Would it, why did I? Fa- did I fail? Right. So that's the thing with comparing. It's not really like what you mentioned when you do market research. It's not always exact. It's not always the case. So when I find myself doing that, I, that's why I hate it because I'm stopping myself from being creative, from being productive, and. I'm losing sight of my potential, what I can do or what I can do that I'll be happy doing. It, it, it uh, escapes me. So I really hate it uh, every time that happens. And that's when I'm, I find myself vulnerable because when I feel that, sometimes I feel like mainit ang ulo ko, masakit ang tatawan ko, patitsan ko, kahit na wala namang masakit. Diba? So masakit na siya and then I get tired. I lose sight of the big picture. Yeah. And you know what? Believe me when I say that I've I've had those moments before, actually, and I've I've also heard uh, people share the same. And you know what's common among us? What is it? Do some. This is just my observation. I mean, so it's 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 basically just just mine and not based on ano, on some scientific research. But okay. the, the common denominator that I noticed is the age bracket. Oh, okay. Age bracket. Interesting, um, no? It's interesting. Age. Oh. age bracket. You know what? And then I shampre, since it's since I'm part of that circle, I used to be part of that circle. I tried mm-hmm. to um, evaluate myself. I mean, where is, where is this feeling coming from? So I tried to, you know, of course, backtrack my life experience, how I perceived things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this, parang ano, I have this assessment that it could have something to do with the way we were brought up. That's just my theory. With the way we were brought up. Because pretty much with the way we were brought up had something to do with how our parents were brought up. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? It's like, you know, uh, it, it was predominant before that you have to, you know, you have to survive in the, in the dog-eat-dog world. You have to survive in the rat race. You have to be the best. It's like True. we have to climb up in the ladder. That was the thinking before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and when when I do ask you know, the people if the people who have these same sentiments who also shared I I I asked them the same question did you did you feel like this when you were a kid and they said yes so I'm not sure if it's the same in your case that's why you know I'm, I'm not sure if that's where you know but then I mean the fact still remains that that you can't really know the intentions of people when when it comes to their posts on social media. Diba? Sure. So mm-hmm. that, that so still it, remains a fact. So there. It has to do with the uh, generation. 
right? That, that yeah, generation. that's 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 my observation because you know what? When when I talk to millennials and I and I do admire them. So if you're a millennial, don't get me wrong, okay? Because I um I've I've already come to the conclusion that for the most part, the millennials are are pretty much part of the purpose-driven generation. And True. I notice when. I, I ask them, let's say I ask for their expertise, whether it's millennial. This is, this is another observation. When I ask mm. for an opinion from a millennial, they would freely share it you know, with no yeah. hesitancy. Na, and yeah. although from those naman from my age bracket, those who would only freely share their inputs with me, their ideas with me, their opinions with me, are those from my immediate circle. You know, those who have already trusted me for the longest time. But if, let's say, um, part na immediate circle and then ka age bracket ko, I would understand. Yeah. So they have this tinge na they're cautious in sharing. You know what I'm saying? So yun. Yes. And then with the millennials, they, they freely share it because their point is you would never know. Parang it's, it's as if I'm not a threat to them. You know, so I guess it has something to do with, you know, their beliefs and their upbringing. So parang same with us. So that's just my observation. <laughs> you have a good yeah. point. And probably also it, it adds to the fact that millennials, most likely, how old are they right now? Around 25? Well, pang 30s, Right, yes. Feeling ko, for those of us from uh, in our age bracket, I think we've seen enough been hurt a lot been been uh, been been a failure in in few many times and we've learned a lot from certain moments in our lives that we were able to determine what we need to do i think that's also that can also apply let's say for millennials i mean there was also i'm not sure about you but there was a point in my life when i was idealistic that i feel that i can share like, like what the millennials are doing right now, that it, it's okay to, it's actually best to share it with someone. Yes. Uh, says right? But then as you get like a bitter taste of, you know, betrayals, you know, again, um, or your experiences in life, sad or, or happy, it molds you. Eh? And then you come up with your own ideals, you come up with your own principles. And then it, when you reach, let's say 40 or 50, I'm not saying that we're already 50, so when you reach that age, you already have some kind of wisdom that are backed by the experience you had during your childhood, adolescent, or or during college days, or when you're working, right before your thirties. So I think that helps as well. Yes, yes. Okay. So <laughs> yes, true. Angaling, angaling na mga insights. Now, since we, ano, we're, we're now talking about um, perspectives, um, uh. this time, can you, I mean, with all the experiences that you've gone through with the people that you worked with as well, can you now mm-hmm. tell us about the lenses that you're looking through in your life right now? Basically, what is life for you? Um, okay. Um, I've seen my life before na naging overwhelming. I used to be just simple. I used to be just uh, content with, you know, uh, simple, simple things, simple achievements. Simple not in the sense that it's, it's trivial or it's not relevant. 
simple in the sense that um, I can let go that if I make it, then, or if I am able to achieve it, then well and good. Then there are other opportunities um, along the way. So I'm, I'm as simple as that years ago. And then without me knowing, I've realized that, recently realized that I've overwhelmed myself, overwhelmed myself um, intentionally or unintentionally because of what I've been doing. And I lost track of what really matters to me and what could really matter for people or brands as well. So um, I'm practicing it or apply it to not only for my personal life, but also how I, how I see business. So the lens I'm looking at, um, I'm using right now to see things is based on um, focusing on what really matters and relevant, not just for me, but for the people around me in my circle. When I say, at first, when you say in your circle, it sounds like too exclusive, exclusive, right? Yeah, uh, it's not really, that. but uh, let's say um, some people would say, um, I would focus on myself, what matters to me most without even realizing that you're actually hurting or, or setting a, a wall a, between you and let's say your, your family, your sibling or your friend because of what you believe matters to you. Some, sometimes you don't, you don't see those things. So I'm extending it to my circle. And the circle can expand the man. Eh? Um, friends or acquaintances, that could be still considered within your circle. The impact that you have, feeling ko, um, belief ko is the impact you have on people are not always something that you can control. So when you focus on yourself, doing things that uh, matters to you, focusing on stuff that will enhance you, make you happy, then your family would see that too. Your friends would also experience that too. And they can, your friends can somehow, if they see that it works for you, probably it will encourage them to change or to, to do the same things or, or follow your example. And then their own circle will you know, see the difference as they already seen yours. So feeling ko yun yung gusto kong tutukan ngayon so that I don't get overwhelmed. I can just focus on what I can do regardless if I see people um, seeing benefits from or, or, or being helped by what I, I, what I do um, for, for businesses or online or how I do or how I live my life, you know. Um, regardless whether people find it useful I need to start with myself first and the, the closest people within my circle. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, um, I'm, um, I'm an avid fan of Simon Sinek. And oh, okay. Yeah, you he, too. He's, yeah, he's the author of Finding Your Why. Uh, I think I'm not sure if that's the exact title, but the book that I have uh, right now that I've been reading for the past uh, Days is the infinite game is late. Yes, yeah. So that yes, true. And um, so for I think during the recent years, I've always resonated with finding, finding, finding our why, finding my why, because uh, it 
it basically answers what our purpose is. And then True. last night, last night I stumbled upon this blog or website by John Sticks, and oh. he's not. Um, parang he's he's saying something like, um, "We're all focused on the outside, on finding the why, when in fact mm. the real answer." Is not, I mean, the real question to ask is not really why or how, it's who and who is ourselves. We should start with ourselves first. And then, ngayon yon, nabanggit mo yan. I have yet to, um, to, to find out more about his book, but pretty much um, that's, um, that, that's how he introduces himself. Yon, yung start with the who. Yun naman yung sa kanya. That's interesting. Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> It uh, reminds me of your one of your episodes or your guest in one of your episodes. I think that was um, uh, Umali. Angelica was that? Umali. Yeah, I was actually supposed to mention or heard in, in this conversation then eh, because she but, uh, also shared something with the millennials. Naman. But yeah. Exactly. And, and, and her, her words that uh, her words, the words she mentioned was your brand or your business should also express is as an expression of who you are yes. right yes. so it's really really good to to start with you first be sure of your core um, know where you're good at where you need help with because all the things that you do would people can say na ah i knew it galing kay gento ah i knew it siya talaga nagstart nito it it just makes sense parang ganun di, di yung parang um ah Sino nag-start ito? Si Jen? Or business si Jen? Ito, bakit ganun? Hindi nag-connect. Yung mga ganong differences, Uh-oh. it matters. Diba? True. Ayun. Interesting. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually down to my um, last two questions, but these are my favorites. Now, okay. since we're talking about um, the who, <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you were to describe yourself in one word, what would that word be? Um, outright, sasabihin ko sana suplado or uh, <laughs> <laughs> para iba naman, di ba? <laughs> however, however, but if I look at it talaga, what's been pushing me to move forward each day or wake, uh, to wake up each day is the word curious. Curious in a sense that um, naisip ko kasi um, sa, sa philosophy or sa dati when 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 what we're told was if you at least I think it was Rene Descartes. Now, if you want to, thus the beginning of knowledge is doubt or asking. So, ang ang ano niya is you need to ask if you want to learn. So, sa akin naman, instead of just before I want, sometimes kasi we ask questions na parang there are no stupid questions, but sometimes parang it doesn't make sense. Parang where did that question come from? So, I should start from where I get that drive to do ask people. Before I go to the ask, I need to start with being curious about something. If I'm curious about this, then probably I can come up with questions to ask and who to ask. Parang ganon. Hindi lang, oh, I'm, um, I want to ask. I want to know this. I want to ask. And sometimes it comes off na parang canned or it's not true hindi, hindi para siyang ano lang aut- automated na na if i want to learn seo so 
I ask people who are good at SEO. Pero yung curiosity mo wala. If wala kasi napansin ko from from my end, if I don't have that curiosity at first, and then just I just ask questions. When they give me the answers, I'll just stop there most of the time because I already got my 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 answer. But if I'm curious about something, let's say I'm curious about planting, uh, parang in in house, I indoor planting na yung mga vegetables or whatever. Curious ako. I have that curiosity. Then I start asking. When I get a, an answer, I still have. It's easier for me to find a follow-up question and to know more. Yung yung parang hunger nandun pareni. Eh. So I think yun yung nakikita kong I am. Uh, I can describe myself in one word. That's curiosity or being curious. Nandina one word yun. Two words na yun. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it seems that we're we're on a similar um we're on the same train track. Uh just like, you know, um my my previous guests din. Ang ang galing lang because now that you mentioned that, meron na naman akong ano naiisip because that oh. siguro tama nga. It's it's a good thing that you brought that up, yung curious. That I guess is something that our students naman today mm-hmm. that's the trait that they should have because for one it's it, it's something that I I brought up actually with, with with my partner and you know that he's he's head of um he's head of the school and mm-hmm. and we've always talked about you know um traditional educational systems need to be updated because apparently they for the most part they're not delivering anymore especially during during this time of a crisis um when oh. all of them you know when when most of them have yet to do their d- digital transformation but going back to the the stakeholder which are the students i mean when mm-hmm. cuz i mean it it still boils down with with their future i mean i yes. had i have these sentiments of of sana ano they they know how to create their own roadmap because apparently schools cannot create it for them and now that you mentioned that being curious tama yun eh, because you you cannot teach the students the answers but at least you can teach them how to think and by yeah. by 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 teaching them how to ask questions they might just be able to design their own roadmap for their future mm actually it helps yes tama yan tama yan Janet. Tama yun. So, and and uh, the teachers as well will have like sabi mo nga, um like it's it would like it would be like market research na naman na they have good plans and they just do some not guesswork really because I know tutok naman yung mga teachers na students nila pero it's still not always hitting on the right uh buttons for the students diba yun yung yes. goal nila so dapat makita nila na curious talaga yung or at least uh, using the curious term <laughs> curious yung yung or interested yung student to learn more about the answer let's say kung 1 plus 1 if they just they're not curious about math in any way or addition 1 plus 1 and then you give them 2 then they're fine with the answer but if you're really curious and interested to learn mama may encourage mo yun so sabi niya Bakit two? Di ba 11? Kasi one tapos one, isusulat mo, maging 11. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. Pero, so, mag-explain in teacher and then there will be more data to, you know, to to use for for the teachers to come up with better ways of of encouraging the students to learn more. Parang ganun, di ba? Parang it makes sense. Yes, yes, true. So, 
ayun, yun lang, naalala ko lang, ang galing. So, parang, isip ko tuloy, we really have to, ano, to to encourage our students, to our younger generation, to be more curious, like Ray. <laughs> And curiosity <laughs> naman knows no age eh. So, yun. Yes, true, true, true. Yes. Okay, so for my last question, Ray, once all is said and done, how would you like to be remembered? Um, it used to be mahirap na question. That used to be mahirap na question for me. Um, because every time I... When I when you say, how would you like to be remembered? When I hear that, I always think of death and, you know, end of life. And then it used... Uh, there was a time in my life where when I hear that, I just get stuck. I don't, I, I, I don't know why. But the uh, past few years, I've learned to uh, realize and and accept it and then if you will with, to answer that question i would want to be remembered as someone who's made people around me happy i it doesn't it doesn't matter whether i'm poor when i die or i'm the the richest person when i when i die if the person around me or people would think of me like uh, but they were not happy with my existence. I think that's the legacy that I would want siguro to, to leave behind. I don't have a kid or anything, but my sisters or my family or close to me, people who are close to me, I hope I will be able to um, show them or impart with them how it is to be happy or how to achieve happiness for their own for their own lives, That's something you can't buy. You don't have any excuse whether you're poor or not. You can always do that. It's so simple to to hope for, to aim for. And it's a mentality shift or parang mindset shift, diba? Sabi nila, it's easier, it's difficult now and it's easier. It, it really ma- depends on you talaga. When you wake up, um, whether you're, you're in a mansion, maganda yung bed mo or nasa papag ka lang, or nasa floor ka lang, if you decide to be happy or feel happy with what you have or uh, look forward and be happy, um, you can always do that with wherever you are, di ba? Kung, kung kaya mong gawin, ha? Parang ganun. So it's, it's not an easy, easy uh, feat or <laughs> uh, thing to do these days, especially, but it's an ideal thing for me to do. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you just reminded me of... Um of a Maya Angelou quote that, oh. yeah, that, ano, parang, I, I forgot exact words, but, yeah, at the end of the day, parang, people remember you for how you made them feel. Ah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. So, oh, oh diba? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So now, And, Ray, if, yeah, um, we have a lot of listeners from, uh, around the world and we're very thankful for that so if they want to get in touch with you do you have you know an email address or 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 website where they can reach out to you um they can just visit me on linkedin i'm always there i visit it every day um that's ray baguio uh on linkedin and just leave me a message when you if you're if you're not my connection yet then just send me a connection request and leave a note that you've heard me from from Jan, uh, from Jen's um podcast 
so that I can also start connecting with you and engaging with you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. I really enjoyed our conversation. Same here. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been Your Brand, Your Story. Stories and conversations about humanness and authenticity. And I'm your host, Jen Kahukong. Do you have a story to share? Send me a message by visiting my website at jenkahukong.asia.